Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Stereo, get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees, iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes! Brand new banging I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast is here. It's not an emergency episode, but I will say it is an urgency episode. The I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast Oscars recap going Big Willie style. Oh, yeah. I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast going Big Willie style, which originally came from a Nas song, by the way. Not a, a Will Smith song. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast breaking down the Oscars, the Chris Rock, the Will Smith, what if it had been Jerry Seinfeld and Ben Affleck, and so, so much more. And a brand new banging, fully disruptive, fully loaded I am Rapport Stereo Podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, aka the Bleach Brothers, aka the Dust Brothers. Start this puppy over with something real nice. Start this puppy up with something real proper, but most importantly, start this I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast Museum quality episode off with something real loud and real funky. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Let's fucking go. Oh. Oh, yes. 
Yes, 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 yes. Higgity have no fear. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. The name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. the Sultan of Sniff, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. Mr. New York, a.k.a. the Jewish Jake LaMotta. Hope everybody's good. Hope everybody's feeling real good, feeling real safe, feeling real sane. You are now rocking with the very best. I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. I'll say it again. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have have no fear. I'm going to just jump into it. Usually I sort of ramp up and then jump. I'm going to jump and then go on the sidelines and sunbathe. So we're going to jump right into the pool. We're going to jump right into the Oscar Knight, Chris Rock, Will Smith pool. We're going to jump right off the diving board into the pool. And, and unless you're living under a rock. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Unless you're hiding under a rock, you've been living under a rock, most likely I am not the first to tell you that at the 2022 Oscars, Chris Rock was presenting an award. He was up there doing his thing, written material. I think it actually probably, you know, I don't think it was written material. It's always the unscripted stuff that gets you into trouble. And he made uh, what he thought was a joke about... Jada Pinkett, Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. And at first, Will Smith was laughing. And you could see Jada Pinkett on the footage not laughing. And then it cuts back to Chris Rock. And then I'm assuming Will Smith looked in his wife's face, in his best friend's face. They've been through all sorts of adversity. And he said, fuck the dumb shit, fuck the goofy shit, fuck the, the giggling and the laughing. He walked on stage and smacked Chris Rock across the face. Did he smack the shit out of him? Well, Chris Rock didn't shit. Chris Rock didn't even really take a step back. I mean, Will Smith is a big dude. Let's give it up for Chris Rock and his fucking chin. I mean, fuck he, that ain't, Will Smith's bigger than me. He's about my size. He's thicker than me. Bill, Will Smith is 6'2", 6'3". And Chris Rock didn't, he didn't buckle at the knees. He kept going. And then Will Smith went back to his seats. Chris Rock continued doing his thing. I mean, what a fucking wordsman, this Chris Rock. What composure. Anyway, that's the the breakdown, unless you've been living under a rock. Huh. Again, third time's a charm. And there's so much to dissect, so much to discuss, so many feelings, so many thoughts, so many opinions about this situation. I'm going to just jump in um, because 
it is sort of all over the place. Now, full transparency, I'm going to give you the listeners of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast worldwide some full transparency info. I was sleeping. I did not watch the full broadcast of the Oscars. I watched till about 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10.05 Eastern Standard Time. I was enjoying myself, but I was exhausted. I'll get into why I was exhausted later. I flew from Spokane, had four great shows in Spokane. I'll get into that later. Anyway, I had been watching the show. I was enjoying the show, uh, but I was just done. I don't care about the Oscars. I don't think most people care about the Oscars. The first numbers for the Oscars were not that good. Obviously, next year, I bet you a lot of people are going to be watching the Oscars. They should have Will Smith and Chris Rock host the Oscars. You want to have a big-ass Oscar rating in 2023? Get Chris Rock, Jada Pinkett, and Will Smith to host the Oscars next year, and you'll get a you'll get the rating you've been waiting for, you've been working for. But I went to sleep. We went to sleep last night, me and my wife. Uh, I woke up at about 7, I know exactly when it was, like 7.58 a.m. And I, I, I full transparency, I was going to go back to sleep. I was fucking tired. I literally did not sleep a wink the night before, like none. And then I flew, and I was just tired. It's Monday. I was like, I need, I need to sleep in today. Give me another hour. I rolled over to look at my phone, and there was 33 text messages, which is not common for me in the morning. I don't usually get 33 text messages unless, like, I'm caught up in a group chat, my fantasy football group chat, or I don't know. I, I, so I, I looked at the text messages, and it was from the shooter, from the Dust Brothers, from... You know, my mom from all sorts of people. Yo, do you see that shit? Phone calls, missed phone calls from friends. You see that shit? Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith. I go on Twitter and boom, I see the clip and I go, oh shit. And my wife goes, what? And I go, yo, look at this shit. And she looked at it and she was like, oh shit. And then, you know, I obviously got up bad breath and all. And watched the playback, went online, watched the replay, read all my text messages, watched the replay, watched the replay, and I was like, oh, shit. And here's my initial thoughts. Jada Pinkett has alopecia. Jada Pinkett didn't shave her head. Jada Pinkett um, has lost so much of her hair that she decided to shave what she had left off. And despite what we think, what we assume about their marriage, they're obviously extremely close and love each other, whether it's dysfunctional, whether they have an open marriage. You know, there's so many allegations and rumors about them. So many allegations, so many rumors about them, whether or not they have an open marriage. There was that situation, it was probably like last year, with that R&B singer, I can't even remember his name, uh, that they had an entanglement. Remember they talked about their entanglement? Jada was sleeping with this young dude, and Will Smith 
had no problem with it, and then they went on the Red Table Talk, Jada's show. There's been allegations of Will Smith being gay. These are just rumors. There's been allegations of them being Scientologists. There's been allegations of Jada Smith being a lesbian. I mean, there's every single thing under the sun, including that they're Scientologists, low-key Scientologists, that they opened a school that was Scientology-themed, every single possible fucking allegation you could think of. But the one thing is that true is that his wife and their relationship, they have stayed together. I'm sure they've considered divorce. I'm sure they've written up papers. I'm sure they've thought about consciously uncoupling. I'm sure they've slept in other rooms, other sides of that big-ass house that they live in. I'm sure that they've, they've been through it all. But they are together. But Jada is not walking around with a bald head by choice. Now, people are like, oh, she looks so beautiful. Look at the queen. Look at that queen with her. You know, she's beautiful with or without hair. Trust me, there's no woman, especially an actress, especially a movie star, that would not like the choice of having hair. Nobody wants to lose their hair, especially a woman. It's different for dudes. Does Jada look good? Without her hair? Yeah, but again, I'm sure she she would prefer if it was her choice. Now, at first, when I saw the clip, I didn't remember that she had alopecia and that she's lost her hair or that she's lost most of her hair that she decided to shave it all off to just stop, you know, the frustration and the confusion. But I'll say that I imagine the amount of shame the pain, the embarrassment, the amount Will Smith has had to hear about it, the amount of, you know, drugs, medications, lotions, potions, pills that she's tried to take and that he's been with her to try to fix going bald and all the other shit, the entanglements, you're gay, she's gay, the nerves, the excitement and the pain that he probably saw on her face when he made that comment about her being in G.I. Jane 2. Matter of fact, Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers, respectfully, play the, uh, the clip, play the Chris Rock clip from the Oscars, the clip that unless you've been living under a rock, huh, I'm sure you've already seen. Play it one more time here, uh, Bleach Brothers. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win. (laughs) He is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh Uh-oh. Richard. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Now stop it. Little comment, little joke. Listen, 
You do the crime, you got to do the time. You do the crime, you got to do the time. He dissed his wife in front of him. He walked on stage at that point and smacked him across the face. Did he smack the shit out of him? No. Does Chris Rock have an incredible chin? Yes. Will Smith went off the stage and play the rest of the clip. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. G.I. Jane no joke that time. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And there we have it. Listen. I've already had a bunch of people call me with their opinions. This is my opinion. Sometimes these comedians talk out of pocket. Sometimes motherfuckers talk out of pocket. If Jada had shaved her head and showed up at the Oscars and he made that G.I. Jane comment, Will Smith wouldn't have smacked him. Because it would have just been a funny joke. She wouldn't have looked embarrassed when he said it. I understand why Will Smith smacked him. Do I think it was a great idea if I was Will Smith to walk on stage when literally the entire world is watching on live TV to smack Chris Rock? I don't think it was a great idea. Do I think could he, he could have approached him backstage? Yeah, but you know what? Shit happens. That's his wife. That's his whiz. That's his earth. He's talking out of pocket. He's talking greasy. And these things happen. I was talking to my man Steve. Shout out to my man Steve. He thinks Chris Rock should sue the Academy. He thinks Chris Rock should sue Will Smith, blah, blah, blah. I don't agree. There's no suing. There's no lawsuits. The LAPD asked if he wanted to press charges. He didn't want to press charges. But in this day and age where you can tweet anything you want, you could say anything you want on social media, Every now and then, a motherfucker gets smacked. Every now and then, a motherfucker gets smacked. And the fact that a few minutes later, Will Smith won the award for best actor in his role as Venus and Serena's father, Richard Williams, which I wrote about. In my book, this book has balls, sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash. This book has balls, sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash, Simon Schuster book. I wrote a chapter. The name of the chapter is Venus and Serena kicked all the ass, but Richard is the real MVP. I summed it up in five pages. They they did a whole movie about it. Nonetheless, I feel like my chapter was a little bit more... Uh, I don't know, colorful than the movie. I think the movie was fine. I think the movie was, you know, hallmarky. But they were great in it. Anja Ellis was great. Will Smith was great. I feel like they pulled some punches, but they told the story the way it was appropriate to tell the story. And Venus and Serena uh, backed it. And I'm glad that the story got told because the guy's fucking a mad genius. 
Richard Williams. Not Will Smith. Will Smith's a mad genius. You never would have thought when Will Smith was singing. Now, here's a little story, you know, like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air shit. Parents just don't understand we'd still be talking about him. At all the rappers, you never would have thought that we'd still be discussing Will Smith when he first came out as a rapper. Although he was good, I've always liked Will Smith as a rapper and as a live performer because, yo, Will Smith, I'm diverse. I'm getting off track. I'm getting off track because there's so much to unpack. I'm getting off track because there's so much to unpack. That's a bar. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The crazy thing about Hollywood is that 10 minutes after smacking the shit out of 
another star in front of a bunch of stars. Will Smith, one of the biggest stars in the world, gets up in front of all the rest of the biggest stars in the world, and they're clapping and applauding. No one says anything. No one makes a big deal. Nobody boos him. Nobody hisses at him. Nobody turns their back on him. Nobody has a problem with it. This is why you could get away with murder in Hollywood. Nobody's called for his cancellation. Nobody has... Now, if this had been white-on-white crime, let's say, I don't know, it was me. (laughs) And let's say it was, I don't know, Ben Stiller. I'm just throwing that out there. I love Ben Stiller. He's a friend of mine. And Ben Stiller made the exact same joke about me or my wife, and I went up on stage and I smacked the shit out of Ben Stiller. I would be done. They'd be booing me when I got my Oscar award, calling for my cancellation. I wouldn't have been invited to the Vanity Fair party. I would be done. No, why would you do that, you fucking asshole? You fucking asshole. It was just a joke. Why didn't you just go talk to him later on like a man, you fucking asshole? But full transparency, this is some white shit. See, white people won't say shit about black people's behavior. But if it had been me or it had been, I don't know, Alec Baldwin. Let's say Alec Baldwin went up on stage and smacked the shit out of, who's a big white comedian? I don't know, John Mulaney. Just throwing these names out there. What a fucking, well, I guess Alec Baldwin's in hot water. Ben Affleck. Let's say Ben Affleck went on stage and smacked the shit out of Jerry Seinfeld. You fucking, why would you smack Jerry like that, you fucking prick? You, you should fucking sue him. They should take his fucking Oscar back, you fucking asshole. It was just a joke, you fucking asshole, you. But in Hollywood... Show business at the Oscars, you could smack somebody and then get a standing ovation 10 minutes later. And Will Smith is great with words, too. Talk about somebody who's, I mean, articulate and eloquent. Listen to his whole acceptance speech from the Oscars moments, minutes after smacking Chris Rock. Play the clip, Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers, respectfully. Richard Williams um, was a fierce defender of his family. In this time in my life, in this moment, I am overwhelmed by what God is calling on me to do and be in this world. Making this film, I got to protect Ingenue Ellis, who was one of the most, the strongest, most delicate people I've ever met. I got to protect Sanaya and Demi, the two actresses that played Venus and Serena. 
I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people and to be a river to my people. Now I know to do what we do, you gotta be able to take abuse, you gotta be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you gotta be able to have people disrespecting you. And you gotta smile and you gotta pretend like that's okay. But Richard Williams, and what I loved, thank you, D. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful, that's when the devil comes for you. Huh. This is crazy. Will Smith uh, started his speech by saying he loves people. Listen, I understand this shit. I understand. It was, a, it, was, it was dumb. It was dumb to do, but I have to say, I understand it. I understand how something like that could happen. And like he said, when he, he have to go up there and you got to smile and Will Smith's always laughing and giggling and, you know, his wife. I mean, there's that fucking red table. They've been, oh God. But when you're not controlling it, when you're not controlling what people are saying and he insulted his wife about the hair, I understand how that could happen. I really, I understand how it could happen. Listen, full transparency. Remember a couple of episodes ago I said that I, I broke my pinky? I had to smack the shit out of somebody a couple of weeks ago. Me, the gringo man dingo, the sultan of sniff, the inflamed Ashkenazi. I had, to, I had to smack somebody. And I ain't going to say who. You could dig around. You could figure it out. Uh, somebody said some shit that, in my opinion, was unacceptable. Was not okay. And every now and then, you got to smack somebody. Every now and then, you got to let motherfuckers know. You can't just... Listen, you want to go up and say, Michael Rapport's podcast ain't shit. Michael Rapport got a big-ass nose. Michael Rapport got this. Michael Rapport, his movies suck. He's not a good actor. All lies. <laughs> All not true. But when you get into some personal, personal shit, and you're talking some malicious shit, as far as I'm concerned, you need to be prepared when you see that person that you're talking about, not jokes, not shit talking, not snapping, not even hard snapping. People know the difference between snapping, people know the difference between jokes and saying some wild personal shit. And if you're going to say some personal shit, if you're going to say some shit that could hurt your name, could hurt your the feelings of your wife, could hurt the feelings of your kids, could hurt the feelings of your mom. 
And it's not true and it's malicious. Malicious is the word I'm looking for. If you say some shit like that, like Chris Rock did, and in my in my opinion, that wasn't a joke. It was a malicious comment about his wife with alopecia. Like I said, if she chose to shave her head and show up at the Oscars, she would have laughed. Jada would have laughed. But this is a, a movie star, the man's wife. He doesn't look at her as like a movie star. That's his wife. I'm sure she's cried. I'm sure she's, like I said, tried everything to get it so she doesn't lose her hair. And I'm not condoning what he did. I think what he did was stupid. I think what he did was was not good. But that happens. But in regards to me, motherfucker was talking some crazy shit on one of these podcasts. I don't know the motherfucker. Never met the motherfucker. Caught wind of it. Didn't say anything about it on social media. Ran into him. Smacked the shit out of him. Period. And in the breakup part of the smacking the shit at him, that's how I injured my pinky. That's full transparency for the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast listeners. That's how I literally broke my pinky when uh, I was being pulled away, not with the hand smack, because the hand smack came with the left hand. Am I proud of it? Eh. Am I not proud of it? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Listen, I'm not a tough guy. I don't think I'm a tough guy. I don't claim to be a tough guy. I don't want people approaching me on some rah-rah shit. It wasn't videotaped. I didn't want it to be videotaped. I saw the dude. I approached him. Made sure he knew who I was. Made sure he knew why I was talking to him. And then blah, blah, you fuck. I understand how it can happen. Like I said, I was talking to my guy. He said, think there should be a lawsuit? There's no lawsuit. Listen, he didn't knock him out. He's lucky he didn't knock him. You could smack somebody and they could go to the ground and bang their head. You could. He could have killed him. Literally. You could smack somebody. I have a good friend of mine. Friend of mine I've known for a long time. He was out at a bar with this woman. Dude was kind of talking shit to him and the woman. Let it slide. Coincidentally... This was in Harlem. Coincidentally, hour, hour and a half later, he saw the same dude at a bodega. The dude continued to talk shit to him. Continued to harangue him, got in his face, and my friend wind up punching him, knocked him out. The dude banged his head on the concrete. Worst case scenario. Went into a coma. My friend got charged. The guy later on died. Fortunately for my friend, he got charged with, I think, assault. I'm I'm getting the details wrong. I'm sure I'm probably getting the details wrong. He went to jail for, I think it was three. Maybe he was sentenced to five years. He went somewhere between three and five years. If he had gotten charged after the guy died, he would have gotten charged for murder. The point is, and it's a terrible story, and he's out, he's fine, he's great. He's moved on with his life. Dope dude. The point is, is that, yo, you smack somebody just like me smacking that dude. There's ramifications. There could be ramifications. Motherfucker could know Taekwondo. It would have been ill if Chris Rock had been like, oh shit, Will Smith is coming. Got into like a 
defensive position. Will Smith tries to smack him. Chris Rock ducks, counters with a right hook. Boom! Sit your punk ass down, fresh prince ass, buster ass motherfucker. That would have been ill if Chris Rock had ducked and counterpunched. It wouldn't have been fucking dope if he had smacked him and caught him on his chin. You don't know Chris Rock could have a glass chin. We know now he can take a fucking punch. Chris Rock could take a fucking shot. But anything can happen when you get into violent shit. Especially when you're, you know, you're a grown man, you're a big dude. Anything can happen. I knew what I was doing. I consciously didn't punch the dude. And you know what? Fortunately, it played out the way it played out. I'll bet you him, his friends, and the rest of these goofy-ass, comedian-ass, podcasting-ass motherfuckers will never say my name out of their fucking mouth again the way they were saying it. And I'll bet you Chris Rock will never say anything about Will Smith again. It would be ill next year, though, if Chris Rock, Jada Pinkett, and Will Smith hosted the Oscars because despite the show being very good, it was a good show. First of all, Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes did a great job. Individually, when they were up there uh, uh, together, they did great. Amy Schumer's opening monologue, she was excellent. I mean, it is hard to get up in front of that audience in that theater with that lighting under that kind of pressure and perform. And Amy Schumer did it great, who, by the way, I am co-starring in Life and Beth, which is now streaming on Hulu. If you want to see the Gringo Mandingo in full flesh, go to episode seven. They're calling that the Rappaport episode. Although, I mean, I think five episodes, six episodes. Anyway, she did great. Regina Hall's whole thing about being single was funny. But again... She brings Jason Momoa and Josh Brolin on stage. She's touching them. She's patting them down. You know, it's like a whole sort of like, you know, I'm single. I want to date these guys. A guy couldn't do that. They're laughing. They're giggling. It's a great bit. But if a comedian went up there and made jokes about being a single guy and, oh, Jennifer Lawrence come to the stage and, you know, this one and that one come to the stage and I'm, oh, you're so sexy and blah, 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 blah. What would happen? I don't give a fuck. But they did a great job. There was the 30th reunion of White Men Can't Jump, the 30th reunion of Juno, Elliot Page, the actor formerly known as Ellen Page, the 50th anniversary, of course, of The Godfather, Will Packer, who produced the show, big uh, time producer, black producer. They wanted diversity a few years ago. Jada Smith, Oscar So White. When her husband, Will, didn't get nominated for concussion, which he should have been nominated for concussion. That spawned all this shit. They wanted diversity. Oh, you got some motherfucking diversity now at the Oscars. Turn that shit into the motherfucking Source Awards. But a a, a good show is totally overshadowed by this incident, and that's why you don't behave that way. The lowest ratings ever for an Oscars... No one's talking about it. And here's the thing. They're talking about, oh, we need to make the Oscars relevant. They need to make the Oscars relevant. The Oscars will never be relevant until movies become relevant. 
The movies I just mentioned, The Godfather, even Juno, White Men Can't Jump, Pulp Fiction. These are cultural, pop culture movies that captured the imagination, that captured the vernacular. We all remember watching John Travolta and Uma Thurman dance in Pulp Fiction. You remember where you were when you went to the movie theater to see Pulp Fiction. Or whatever movie it is. Maybe it's not Pulp Fiction. For, for whatever movie it is for you, you remember. The movies don't mean shit anymore. Some of these movies didn't even come out in movie theaters uh, for uh, their first release. They came out uh, on streaming and then were released in movie theaters just to get these nominations. Movies don't capture the imagination, the spirit, the event of going into a movie theater, getting your, your soda, getting your popcorn, getting your, your M&M's, peanut M&M's, I don't know, your Jolly Ranchers, whatever the fuck they have in there. They got all the, your Twizzlers, your, 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 uh, your Red Vines, if you're on the East Coast or the West Coast, respectfully. You know, you remember going to see Forrest Gump. You remember going to see Silence of the Lambs, going to see Goodfellas. These are fucking movies, man. Nobody, nobody even knows. You know, don't look up. Came out on Netflix. They put it out in a movie theater. Netflix now has a movie theater in Los Angeles where they release their movies as a formality because in order to get an Academy Award nomination, you have to be in a theater for, I believe it's two weeks. So now there's a Netflix theater in Los Angeles. I'm sure they'll open a chain of Netflix theaters. But they'll put out, don't look up in their movie theater. They put it on Netflix, and then it could still be nominated for an Academy Award. These movies are streamed. It should be called the Streaming Awards. We don't talk about movies the same because we don't we don't experience movies the same anymore. It's not a thing to meet up with a couple of friends, go on a double date, go with your boys, go with your girls, go with your girlfriend, your boy, wherever the fuck you are, go with your homeboy to go see a movie afterwards go get a slice of pizza walk the streets yo that was dope I remember distinctly going to see Goodfellas at the Hollywood Chinese Theater I went to go see Silence of the Lambs with Jada Pinkett me and her went to go see Silence of the Lambs when it came out in Hollywood at the Hollywood Theater I remember going to see Pulp Fiction with my man Kevin Corrigan I remember going to see Casino with my man Kevin Corrigan I remember going to see The Shining with my sister when I was a kid. It was an experience going to see Animal House, going to see the jackass movies with my kids, going to see, you know, that was a, a movie experience. It's not the same anymore. Watching a movie at home, I don't care who's in it, how good it is, uh, who directed it, it's not the same thing. And they're nominating these movies for best picture. So as far as the Oscars relevancy, they're never going to be uh, relevant. They're never going to mean what they used to mean um, unless they figure out a way to make the actual movies mean what they used to mean. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's just going to continue to be streaming or watching brand new movies. Some people watch Netflix on their phone. They don't even bother to watch Netflix in, in a TV on in the crib. They're watching it on Super HD. You're not even you know, getting the full, uh, the full cinematic experience, the sound, 
the visual qualities. It's it's not the same thing. Anyway, it's crazy. The whole thing is crazy. And the whole thing was overshadowed. And it was the lowest rated Oscars ever, which is crazy. Which is fucked up. The lowest rated Oscars ever. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the Draft. King's YouTube channel is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Anyway, I've shared a lot. I've shared a lot. Like I said at the top, I was exhausted. First of all, shout out to the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast listeners that came to the shows in Spokane. Great fucking crowds. I mean, really, really, really hyped, present crowds. There were some people in there screaming, Dingo. I know I gave my man a shout out. 
I appreciate it more than you know. The second show on Saturday night, I didn't get on stage till 11 o'clock. The first show ended at 9. I had two hours in between to play Twiddle Dick. And then I got up on stage at 11. It started at 10.30. I got on stage at 11. But it was, it was a great show. And But flying to and from Spokane was a motherfucker, man. I mean, a motherfucker. I flew back. I had to fly from Spokane to Minnesota. I had to lay over in Minnesota for two and a half hours. I found one of those express spas. I had an extremely intimate 20-minute massage with my Somalian man at the airport. Oh, it was... He had his way with me. You know those express spa... What are they called? Kiosks? Oh. I said, you strong? I don't know why I was... I said, you strong? Like I started doing an Asian accent with him. You strong? Strong? I literally was doing that. And he said, yes, yes. Speaking proper English. And then I said, 20 minutes, please. I laid down and this man just... He had me... I melted in his fucking hands. And then I got on the flight and uh, went from... Minnesota to uh, LaGuardia smelled like a a fucking goat, but it was a long ass flight. Watched the final four. I was watching the uh, uh, the uh, Elite Eight. Was watching the um, Miami game, and then I came home and watched uh, St. Pete's, St. Peter's. I was rooting for North Carolina, and it brought up so many. I was rooting for St. Pete's to beat North Carolina. I fucking hate North Carolina. And, you know, I don't, I don't watch college basketball, but I used to. But I hated North Carolina back in the days when it was fucking Dean Smith. I hated North Carolina when it was Michael Jordan, James Worthy, Brad Doherty in them, Jerry Stackhouse. I couldn't stand those motherfuckers, man. I wanted, I wanted Georgetown to beat Michael Jordan's team Raymond Felton and them her even the coach Hubert Davis I hated that big nose goof but they were just overworked overwhelmed you know you could see off the top they were too big they had a great run that that little school from J- Jersey City man but I gotta start watching more college basketball because for me it's just a better brand of basketball it's tighter You know, we could talk about this until the fucking sun comes up, but, you know, the three-point shooting, the spread offense, the lack of defense, it's so one-on-one, there's no ball movement. Even, totally honest, I was watching some of the NCAA girls tournament, and I was like, this is fun. This is entertaining basketball. My wife was watching the, the game, so I said, can you tell the difference? And she said, yeah. She said, it seems more like gym class basketball. Which she means, you know, on her very sort of basic knowledge of basketball, like she meant, like, you know, it seems more fundamental. And that's what it is. I'm always going to love the NBA. The NBA is and always will be fantastic, especially when you have teams like the Lakers losing, possibly not making the playoffs. I mean, the, the Lakers, with LeBron James, all his prowess, his scoring prowess, might not make it to the motherfucking NBA Playoffs, which would be great. 
Oh my God, that'll be so awesome if they don't make the playoffs. That'll be so cool if the Lakers don't make the playoffs. Right now, they're hanging on for dear life. After the uh, Miami Heat imploded the other day with Jimmy Butler. See, this is why you keep guys like Udonis Haslam. In case you've been living under a rock. Jimmy Butler uh, was talking greasy to the coach. Eric Spolcher on the on the bench the other day. Talking crazy like he wanted to fight him. He said, you, you see... Eric Spolcher said, you want to fight me? You fight me? And then Udonis Haslam, who's been playing in the league for 47 years, was like, motherfucker, I will fuck you up. I'll fuck you up. And this is why when you don't have guys like the recently retired Jamal Crawford, guys like Isaiah Thomas, you push these veterans out of the league. I mean, Miami is smart for keeping Udonis Haslam on the team. Every team should have an Udonis Haslam. See, the Knicks can't they couldn't come up with an Adonis Haslam because we don't have anybody who stayed with the Knicks that long because we get rid of it, we trade. But then when they talk about the Miami Heat culture, it's Adonis Haslam. You're going to fight the coach? No, fuck you, bitch. You're going to fight me. Anyway, the Boston Celtics are on top of the East right now. The Brooklyn Nets are fighting. For the, the Brooklyn Nets, listen, if the Brooklyn Nets lose a few games, they could be out of the fucking playoffs. Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. Mathematically, I don't even know if it could happen. Anyway, the point is, is that the Los Angeles Lakers right now might not make it into the NBA playoffs, and I would love it. But the Suns are on top of the West. The Brooklyn Nets are on top of the East. The playoffs are happening. I'm on tour. I'm in the Tampa Bay this, this Friday and Saturday. April 1st, April 2nd, April Fool's Day at the Tampa Improv. Four shows, two nights. Four shows in two nights. Uh, this Friday, this Saturday, April 1st, April 2nd. They're smacking people at the Oscars. I mean, a lot's going on in the world. And uh, we're still in war. There's still a fucking war over there in uh, Ukraine. I think it's 34 days of war. Terrible. There was a whole uh, thing that Zelensky was going to show up at the Oscars. And I was like, don't do it. They're going to give this guy like a, a standing ovation. Not that he doesn't deserve a standing ovation, but how tacky would that be? Like all these people, actors like, oh my God, that's a real hero. The president of Ukraine, it was, it was a rumor that they were going to like zoom him in at the Oscars, which had been ridiculous. Anyway, we came, saw, conquered, we came, saw, disrupted. Hope everybody's feeling good. Hope everybody's feeling safe. Hope everybody's feeling sane. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Take me out of here with something real nice. Take me out of here with something real proper. But most importantly, take me out of here with something real loud and real funky. I am Rapport Stereo Pockets. I'm out. kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.